Take Flight with Freebird is a podcast where we interview successful business owners and innovators, disrupting and empowering the beauty industry with their passion and creativity. In every episode, you'll find a mix of inspirational individuals discussing their stories, insights, trends, and their latest tools. All right. Hey, guys. Today, we are interviewing Laura Garcia, owner of La Dida Beauty, a national on-location bridal team. Laura is building a beauty empire and loves to mentor and help other beauty professionals find their passion in the industry. And we are so excited to have her with us today. Hi, Laura. Hi, Cameron. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking time to come and join us on our very, very first podcast. We're so excited to represent such an inspirational woman like you. Uh, And how's your week been going so far? How is your bridal business and all of that going this week? It's going great. I mean, we're in September, so it's high wedding season. Um, And then you know, it's, we're ramping up too for holiday season in the salon. So just a a really busy time right now. So we're in Reno Tahoe area. So wedding season here, that's an interesting one. Is it a year round situation or do you see that you have some seasons that are a little bit better? What are we looking at for the winter time for weddings? Great question. So for our Reno Tahoe team, wedding season is typically from May until October. And we have a sprinkle of weddings in other months, but those are kind of the high ones. And then what's great is in our other locations, there are different wedding seasons. So we kind of always stay busy year round, but Reno Tahoe was our very first team and it's our largest. So anytime it's wedding season here, we really feel it. Nice. So what is your Reno Tahoe team numbers at these days with your bridal on location? We have 22 artists. And we do about um, over 120 weddings a year. My goodness. I have to tell you, everyone who's not able to be in the Reno Tahoe area or have the privilege of meeting Laura, uh, I am very fortunate that I was able to go into her beautiful bridal suite. She has created this location that brings premier bridal services to a salon environment. So it is very, very fortunate for the beautiful salon environment that the stylist that you have as well um, at the salon. So for our listeners and people who aren't familiar with the La Dida brand, what does the location look like here? How does that operate? Is it all bridal services? Do you offer hair salon um, amenities as well? How does that look? Thanks so much for asking. Yeah, so when we opened the salon about two years ago, and I opened it with um, my business partner, Kyra, and um, she is a salon stylist behind the chair. Nice. And so she was one of the first artists on our on-location team, but um, she always had a passion for owning a salon, so that's when we teamed up, and she said, hey, what if we did a la da beauty salon? So at the time, we wanted to marry both on-location and salon. So when you come into the space, it's 1,800 square feet, and in the entrance, you'll see a traditional reception area with some retail brands we carry Orbe and Kerastase and then there's um, about seven hair stations um, some shampoo stations but then as you continue to walk back you'll see that we on the right we have some treatment rooms because we offer microblading and eyelash extensions but on the left there's a double door entrance into a bridal suite so it's kind of a larger room that we have about four different stations set up and it's a great place where brides can go um, come in for both trials and then we've also been able to offer in salon bridal services as well for those brides who can't necessarily afford to have somebody come on location very cool also too um i'm gonna let you know right now something that she's not letting you know i'll paint you a picture of this space because i think it is so gosh darn beautiful is this is like a dream space for the girly girls so when you walk into her bridal suite it's absolutely elegant classy has furry little white chairs has glass gold i mean i have to tell you i've been with my spouse since i was 15 so i never had that space that was mine right Mm 
Mm-hmm. And anytime I walk into spaces like that, I'm like, oh my God, this is what it would have looked like. So, That's so when funny. I saw your bridal suite, I'm like, girl, so if I stay here once in a while, would you be cool with that? No, that's so funny that you say that because when we were planning it and, and styling it, it was really fun because I've been married for, gosh, 10 years now mm-hmm. to my husband and he, like no pink is allowed in our in our house. So it was really fun to get to play with like the blush colors and cream and there's a lot oh of Oh my white. gosh, it's so beautiful. I mean, it literally looks like a girl's room, you know, like the perfect, but not, not overly girly. I don't want right. to paint it as this, you know not classy establishment because that is so far from the truth it is absolutely beautiful so classy so amazing what you guys have done so if you're in the reno tahoe area please make sure to swing by there and check them out but um so speaking of all of these wonderful things that with your business partner these wonderful people you've established across the country for these on locations what got you started what made you fall in love with this industry and how did you package it to look like it does today Great question. So um, I got started with the makeup industry when I was in college. I started by working for Benefit Cosmetics and then MAC. But I would say my love of the wedding industry really probably started at a much younger age. Um, My mom was Miss Nevada when um, she was in college. And so growing up, she took on the role of the executive director of the Miss Nevada organization within the Miss America um, circuit. And so Miss Nevada would live with us every year as she would prepare for Miss America. And um, I just think that that really made an impression on me. I loved the gowns and the hair and makeup and just seeing the whole production come together and their whole individual brand come together, right? Because each had their own goals and their own ideas of how they wanted to present themselves. And so it was really fun just kind of being a part of that. And so I really think that shaped me when I became a makeup artist and started doing weddings. I immediately loved it because I loved seeing what the bride's dress was and what the flowers were and the color scheme. And I wanted to know all the details. And still, I mean, I've been doing weddings for gosh, so many years. I won't say how many, (laughs) but I could say probably thousands of weddings and I never get tired of hearing their dream vision for their wedding and seeing the dress picks and and the color schemes and hearing who their DJ is. I want to know all of the details. That is amazing. What do you think about the experience with the bride? I mean, I bet it's different for everyone. I know as a hairstylist, it's Every client is different because you're delivering something different and they've been through something different. So every situation means a little bit more, a little bit less, whatnot. But what is it about the experience when you're working with the bride that you feel that connection? Is it the the final day, like when it comes together or is it meeting the bride and when she's actually telling you the vision? Where do you find yourself the most creative and get excited about the weddings? It's a little different for each person. Um I guess it would just be a case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I love um, hearing the love story and how they met or learning about the different family dynamics. I had one bride who had eight brothers and sisters, and that was so fun on the wedding day because they were all there helping with different pieces of the wedding. Um, And, you know, sometimes I love, from the artist's perspective, just being able to enhance natural beauty. Mm -hmm. So each face is different, and each bride has their own vision of beauty and their own personal aesthetics when it comes to makeup. So some like it more natural, some like it more glam. But I love being able to kind of just pull out what they want to see and also Mm -hmm. what I see through my artist's eye. So I always tell people I... I would make a horrible special effects artist because I only like making things beautiful. I don't like making things ugly. Um, I worked on a zombie shoot once where I had to make six zombies. By the second zombie, I was bored. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but give me 12 faces of natural, you know, makeup. No, I, and I, I get it, girl. You're talking I to a naturalist bored. at heart right here with you. I mean, when it comes to hair color, I can't help myself. I am so, so inspired and love what, you know, my fellow stylists like Pigment and Desert Colorists do. And it's these wicked transformations of fantasy color. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh. But if I attempted to go after that, I don't think my creative juices would flow. Mm -hmm. I love natural hair. I love to see, I don't want you to know I did it. I would love for the balayage to fall so beautifully that you're like, oh, she's just been out in the sun. So Well, and that's an interesting thing for all of us yeah. artists, right? When we think about it, okay, how do we find our niche? Totally. And so I think a lot of makeup artists take this journey too where they think they have to do it all and I've definitely tried it. So when I was very first starting, I was open for business for everything. I would for sure. take on the Halloween makeups and I would do um, commercial work yep. and bridal and um, just anything you name it, stage makeup. So sometimes, you know, people would ask me to help with different productions. But my true passion fell with bridal. Mm -hmm. And so as I've developed my own personal um, I guess brand as an artist and then of course building the la da beauty brand I've really been able to hone in on that niche and now I'm in a safe place where I'm okay saying no to people sure as sure. I'm sure you feel yeah. with the vivid colors you're just like you know what no thank you yeah it definitely has morphed over my career and um for a little insight on my background, I have been a traveling hairstylist for 11 years to Dallas, L.A., and New York. So um, for sure, when I started out in my career, it was more of I just got to I got to pay the bills. You know, I got to I got to mm -hmm. get out of McDonald's because I was working four days at McDonald's and three days at the salon to try to offset to get myself established and build my brand. And so, yeah, it was just a catch all. Whatever I could get, I was willing to do. And. Um, it's definitely something you just learn and evolve as you're in your own career and where you're trying to take it. But having your self-worth and knowing that, you know what, I don't get as excited or there's something missing and not connecting. It's so important that you share that with you know people who are trying to figure that out because you have to start saying no so that you can really harness your yes. Like you have to say no to the things that don't bring you to life. If you're bored on a zombie <laughs> on two, I mean, I mean, girl, come on. I mean. So I think it's absolutely a great little tidbit right there, too, to help navigate what you love and why and then bring that to life and be OK with saying no, because there are a lot, I've seen and met tons of professional and absolutely talented makeup artists in my career, but they each have their unique signature, like mm -hmm. with you with natural. So. Well, and sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, as you say no to things, yep. you're also saying yes to managing That's your right. resources, right? So yep. now you're not taking 10 different classes or trying to build your kit with all of these different items. You can really hone in on the ones that serve you. And then as you say no to other bookings, then it becomes crystal clear to totally. your potential audience that they want to book you for this. And so you have more time freed up because there were times that I would take on shoots or sure. jobs that then say a wedding would come along and it was like, nope, I'm already booked. Yep. You would you didn't have that time anymore for what you really loved. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. So, you know, when you're working with artists too, artists always have their own eye, right? If you mm -hmm. will. And that's the most beautiful thing if you ask me about our industry is that we all do see things very differently and we approach things differently. But when you're building an empire, you are setting a tone because there's a standard and there's a um, you want an experience for your customers, not necessarily you're trying to make it be a certain way, but the experience you're upholding. Right. Mm -hmm. So when a new professional is interested in your type of experience that you're creating for 
people that you are empowering and educating for your teams, what does that look like for a new professional to join you, to reach out? What are you looking for? Because I can already think of so many people that would just love an opportunity to work with someone like you. So um, maybe you can help our listeners know what it is that makes a really great on location, things you look for, stuff like that. That's a really great question. And you mentioned a couple of different things, which I'm really good at that. My dad. <laughs> right? like, There's so many layers to answer Just here. take one of them. I'll take out all the others. <laughs> so when I very first started the team, it was really interesting because I all of a sudden had to be in this role where now I'm coaching and mentoring people. And I knew that I really wanted to have a feedback rich culture and I wanted it to be comprised of people who never stop learning, never stop growing, right? Um, who can put their art, artist ego aside and be open to feedback. But I also had to manage myself and make sure that my feedback wasn't because it was just a personal aesthetic, right? My way right, of seeing beauty right. or art. And so that was really interesting. And so what I've learned is that um, it's really about coaching to maybe some of the foundational things. So when I'm looking at a newer artist, I'm looking at, okay, so maybe they have a different aesthetic, right? They And each artist does. Each artist has yeah. their own kind of signature makeup look. Absolutely. But are the foundations there, mm-hmm. right? The foundational techniques. Um, and something that you you see there's room for teachability. There's they may have a good understanding of how to do makeup and, you know, have this experience, but they're willing to grow their repertoire. Is yes. that kind of what you're? Yeah. Okay. So, for example, let's mm-hmm. say I'm looking at a makeup application sure. and um, lashes are a huge thing that I look for with makeup artists. Did they choose the right lash for that person's eye shape? Did they apply it correctly? But sometimes when you're looking at it, maybe what I would have chosen for somebody is not necessarily what a different artist would have chosen. But as long as it works, you know, yep. with the eye shape and it's not bringing the eye shape down. And so um, that's kind of what I look for, those the foundational okay. things. Like, did they apply it well or is it kind of separating from the lash? Um, does it look, you know, what is the overall look that we're going for? If it's natural, are the lashes looking kind of spidery? Or if we're going edgy instead of wispy, should we've gone a little bit more? Gotcha. And so that, and then I ask questions. So tell me why you chose this. And so I'm looking for that there's actual thought behind each choice, behind each product that they put on the face and behind each technique that they're using to execute. It's that touch of elegance, that one step farther with customer service, which it honestly is one of the main reasons that you attracted me in the very first place. So when I reached out to Laura, I came across her at, just from an education course that she was doing, but she had already done such a great job in how she presented herself in the community of the Reno area. And I really wanted to just add that in here because for professionals who are looking for opportunities and things like that, I've worked in very different situations and I'm sitting in front of an owner who treats people how they should be treated. And it respects that you are an artist and also it helps enhance that. So um, I'm going to always give her a plug because she Aww. is such an amazing person. But um, I think it's really great what you're doing. And then also, too, with this expansion model of, you know, your on locations and things like that. What can we expect or how can um, paint us a picture of what it looks like for your team to show up on location? Like what talk us through a day of the la on location experience. 
Yeah, no, another great question. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really big on um, integrity and professionalism first, artistry second. So all of our team members, and going back to your other question of what we really look for in artists, um, of course we're looking for the artist's ability and that natural um, just talent. It could be raw or refined. But more so we're looking for somebody that, like I said, has integrity, who lives by their word, who is dependable, somebody who um, is professional. And professionalism to me means showing up on time, honoring your commitments, choosing your words, right? Managing your conversations. Um, Interaction. Mm -hmm. Overall interaction. First impressions. That's important Mm -hmm. for sure. And then also we're looking for somebody who has that team mentality, right? Because we're um, an interesting industry. Yes, we are. And (laughs) I would say when I very first started the team, at least here in Reno Tahoe, I was coming into a situation where there weren't a lot of teams and there very much was this independent mindset and that's great and there's still some amazing artists who are independent minded and they're rocking it and they're doing great but I knew that I wanted to have something that was team-based because I truly believe that we're better together than we are individually and so um and so that's not for everyone so um so that's kind of some of the things that we look for and and so when your team shows up that's one thing that I thought was really beautiful is this premier experience that you're bringing because not only does the la da on location service 120 locations locally every year did i say that number right 120 100 over 120 over 120 i don't want to downplay Mm -hmm. it i want to make sure over 120 weddings they also do on location across the globe so um i'm so curious do you have a destination that you've been to that just really sticks out in your mind you're like oh that was a good wedding or even if it wasn't a destination so much as that the wedding that just stuck out to you like what experience do you remember that's a great question. So for me, when I think of different locations, it's so funny. I'm thinking more of my memories with the brides. No, right? and that's all that. Yeah, and yeah. So, for example, we did one in San Diego, and um, and of course it was gorgeous. Everything was beautiful, but I was so touched by the review that the bride left and the the story that she told of the impression that I made for mm-hmm. her because it was a very tense situation. Her her maid of honor was missing for much of the morning. And so the bride was very stressed about it. Sure, She didn't know where she was. She didn't understand why she wasn't there. Um, And so she kind of got really worked up and I was able to just have a moment with her to say, okay, here, have a glass of water, sit down. It's all going to be okay. And I just kind of was that calming force. And then later, the um, maid of honor showed up, and it turned out that the maid of honor was actually doing something with the groom that was a special surprise for the bride. Oh, that's really cute. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember Mm -hmm. what the surprise was, but it was really cool to, you know, after the wedding, get that review where she just said that that was her biggest memory. And then um, the other thing she said that was super nice was that of all the things that people comment about a bride, whether it's the dress or the flowers or how gorgeous the venue is, everyone kept commenting about how gorgeous her makeup was. Oh my gosh, that is a home amazing run. Amazing that made her feel. Yeah, home so that felt really run. good. That's, oh yeah, you can't ask for a better compliment. There's no review nor testimonial. If the makeup looked good yeah. and everyone's compliment, that's a home run. Yeah, but then if I had to think of locations too, I would say another fun wedding that we just had this summer, which was um, at Lake Tahoe at the Hyatt, was an Indian wedding and the flowers were out of this world and the groom came in on a horse and everything just looked gorgeous for the awning they had almost this acrylic 
kind of awning. So it was four pillars, but they were cr- acrylic yeah. and see-through. And then all the flowers were hanging over. And then they actually set up a mirror um, on the ground so that in the photos it looked like there was a pond. Even oh though there God. was no pond where the ceremony was. That's amazing. Yeah, so the pictures turned out gorgeous. It sounds beautiful. And were the color? Did they stay in a color theme, or did they go all colors? Because a few Indian weddings I've been to, they really embrace all color. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering. Yeah, so traditional Indian wedding, a lot of vivid colors yes. from different palettes. So a lot of oranges and beautiful. reds and um, fuchsia and yellows. I think all weddings should just throw it all. <laughs> just bring all the colors. They're so it's mm-hmm. magical. It's absolutely magical. Well, I think that's pretty neat. So you're at the Hyatt. Is that on the North Shore or the South Shore? I am not familiar with that area. Incline. Incline. Oh, so close to us. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. If you're ever in the Tahoe area, make sure you get over to that lake because it is absolutely breathtaking. So all of these incredible experiences from starting your days behind the mat counter and starting weddings out as a mom and, you know, going from there to where you are today and empowering more people to do what they love. What about the industry keeps you passionate today? I think just that, that you can find your own journey and your own reason for it. So you mentioned that I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. For those listening, I have a little eight-year-old daughter, and that's actually how La Dee Da Beauty started. So when I was um, pregnant, I was working in corporate. I had kind of segued out of makeup for a little bit. And when I got pregnant, I decided I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and stay home with Ava. And then, you know, my old makeup clients called. And long story short, I ended up doing a wedding when she was about three months old. And it was just really awesome to be able to just do that and not have to work, you know, a full-time corporate job. And um, it was just really awesome to be a part of somebody's special day and then still get to go home to my daughter and know that, okay, I can be with her during the weeks weekdays and then go and do weddings on the weekends and um, so that's kind of how Lottie Da Beauty started for me I just thought okay if I just do one wedding a month or two a month that would be a great goal and then it would enable me to stay home with my daughter and so then over time it snowballed and I got busier and busier and it's a long story but that's how the team started yes and so now when we look at our artists I love to see what individually motivates them and there for everyone it's so different so we do have an artist on our team who just had her third baby oh my gosh um, and she um she just joined our team she just got her cosmetology license and she's what a boss yeah goodness she's, she's she knew even coming out of cosmo school that she just wanted to do on location because she wants to be able to to be a mom but then also do what she loves yeah. on the weekends but then we have other artists on our team who are just total boss babes in the salon yep. and they still love to be able to do the actual art of styling because right in the salon yeah. sometimes you're focused on color and cut you don't really get to play as much with the styling aspects True. so for them it's kind of fun to get out and do braids and um, just kind of be a part of completing that finished look And then, um, you know, we have artists on our team who have full-time careers outside of the industry. We have one who's a civil engineer. Wow. And one who's a social worker. And for them, it's not even necessarily about the money. It's just that's their that that's their passion right that's their artistic outlet that they get to go do this on the weekends for fun and i'm sure the money's nice but that i don't think that's right like they have Mm -hmm. you know that's something in the beauty industry that i've seen for so long is that it's that inconsistency and the fear because we are a feast and famine industry and some months are wonderful and some days are great but 
it's very hard to know and have that consistency. So this on-location opportunity of being able to have for those who need a consistent income or more, you know, Monday through Friday job to, you know, keep the bills on track, but have this opportunity for on-location is pretty amazing. And are they... Are a lot of your team both makeup artists and hairstylists, or are they pretty um, compartmentalized? How does that look? Great question. So we have a couple of each. So we have mm-hmm. some that just focus on hair, some that just focus on makeup, and then a couple that do both. But I will say what's been a really interesting journey is um, as we've grown, and sometimes we bring on new artists who come on saying, you know what, I want to do both hair and makeup, but they're learning both hair and makeup, right? So they're building, and we're trying to help them hone those skills. It's kind of hard. They almost have to decide on one, because right. otherwise you have to devote double the amount of time for education, double the amount of money to build your kit yep and so um, and it's split it, it's split direction to where they're not able to focus and really hone in on the craft so mm-hmm. that that's completely understandable yeah especially because we we want people who are true um just truly talented in each area right mm-hmm. if someone's going to pay the prices to have the lottie da beauty experience we want them to know that they're getting quality quality work and so yeah. for you to be able to deliver both hair and makeup it takes it takes a little bit more experience right you can't just come out of cosmos school being, being absolutely like, oh i took 40 hours of makeup no. and now i'm going to do it so the most successful of our artists who do both hair and makeup we've seen they come from a background of maybe um for example we had one who right out of high school went into cosmetology school she knew she was passionate about hair and so she did that for a while and then she worked for mac cosmetics Um, while trying to build her salon career. And so then she came to us after that. So she already had a great base of doing both hair and makeup. And so, and she's naturally gifted in Mm -hmm, both. mm -hmm. And so she is So it was just, it was just a flawless transition for her. Yes. Yes. And that's very rare. And I think this is a really good point to add in here because um, we're coming from at the industry from very different perspectives. So Mm -hmm. um, Laura has approached the industry from makeup background completely. And I have approached the beauty industry from hair background completely. And I always like to throw this in with anyone that is listening or we're discussing this because this is a part of my journey that I was always told was there was I wasn't doing it right or there was a different way. And I'm not saying that in the slightest here. But what's beautiful is you're listening to both of us talk is our journeys look very, very different Mm -hmm. and our successes look very, very different. And we're successful to ourselves because we've just worked hard to be where we are today. And I hope as you're listening to this, it's just letting you know the different outlets and all the different options, because there is no right or wrong path in this um, industry. And that's the beautiful part. And it's exciting for uh, us to be able to share Laura with you because she, how she's approaching the industry is truly beautiful and bringing in a corporate component in a way that I think is really beautiful. And it raises that professional standard. And when I say that, what I mean is, um, you know, professionals, we are business professionals. We are running businesses, whether we work in a salon or we work by ourselves or we work for a total badass building empire woman like Laura Garcia. um, You need to represent yourself well and you need to make sure that you are um, being a professional. And what Laura's done is it's her extra little touches with her clients. She makes sure her brides, her teams, her on location um, stylists are well taken care of, communicated with, They have a clear plan in place. And that's what I mean when I say corporate is it's the planning. It's the thinking. It's the, you know, forethought of, okay, you know what? This is where I'm taking my business myself. So as you're dreaming up your own visions, as you're listening to all of these different artists, 
have fun and just take tidbits from what we're both saying and see how it applies to you or not. It doesn't matter, trash or treasure. But as we continue down this, I hope you guys are inspired to just know there's a lot of ways down this and um, have fun with it. But that being said, as you're dreaming up this on location and we'll chat about how we are collaborating Freebird and Lottie Daw. But what's your goal for your on locations? What's if you could dream the biggest dream? What does it look like with on locations for La Di Da? Well, I'm glad you bring that up because <laughs> I'm so excited to be here with you, and I love what you're providing for our industry. And so when I came to Cameron and Derek and Van, um, it was kind of serendipitous timing. I knew that I needed a new website for our on location team and our salon. And I was also kind of in this headspace of really visioning out what I wanted the future to look like for Lottie Dot Beauty, right? What is yeah. the end game? And as I said previously, I'm really passionate about finding what individual artists' motivations are and why yeah. they're passionate about this journey. And I love building teams. And so it just seems like a no-brainer to continue building teams. And that's why we've built the on-location team for Arizona and SoCal, and now we have a new one starting in Boca Raton, Florida. Get it? So it's Get so it, exciting. <gasps> so the ultimate dream would just be to continue that. And the with the goal of creating new teams to be to give other artists the opportunity to fulfill their dreams, whatever that might be, whether it's you know following their passion of doing art on the side of their career or um you know, having an outlet to do more styling outside of yeah. the salon, whatever it might be, or being an actual team leader and having their own bridal business and going all in on bridal. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the goal. And then Love we it. also are going to be launching an elite international team, which is yeah, super girl. excited. So as we continue to grow our locations, now these um, teams will be able to select the best of the best from their teams to be a part of an international team. Um, so that'll be really fun, too, because I'm excited to see how it kind of bands together the different locations, right? Because yeah. they yes. are all their own little teams. Right. And now we'll be able to kind of connect them and, and build some camaraderie and relationship um, for the teams to kind of interconnect. Absolutely. And in each location, there's different cultures. Mm -hmm. Each city will offer and have its own little spin on what your on-location services look like. So I think it's a great yes, idea. But honing in on and making sure at least that they are honoring our core values <laughs> and all that. So you can have your own culture. Oh, if you yeah, want. yeah. But, but, I mean, I tell you right now, it's so funny. If I think about the cities I've lived in from Dallas to Santa Monica and so forth, like, I'm telling you right now, there is a culture shift no matter what. Not necessarily totally. with the pros, because pros, it's so funny. I think beauty professionals, we just see so many people that it, we kind of adapt to our cultures fast. Because mm -hmm. in our chair, we have walks of life that you can only imagine. And so we've learned, like, no, all are wonderful. We love it. Like, yes. So, but it, the themes and things like that, I think will be really cool to see what your locations bring out and totally. the experiences in the different places. Dallas does it big with weddings. I mean, oh my goodness. I've seen some of the most beautiful weddings there, but, um, and in New York and upstate New York. Oh my goodness. But I'm so excited to see what you do with this international team and so forth. But now with that, it takes a lot, not only to be a business owner, to be a mom. Let's all be real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be all of these things. To be a mom or to be a wife? Uh, takes more work. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always am like, I have three kids, so whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, husband. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, I know personally 
for me to even sit in front of you right now. It, I, I do work every day, you know, to make myself have the courage, confidence, so forth. So the reason I bring all that up is because it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen overnight that you even know what the heck you want to do with your life. And so um, what have you found along the way, books or podcasts that have helped you? Or what do you feel would be um, a good tip or advice for helping you find that business the next step in the business and trying to help you build your confidence. Couple Gr- questions in there, you know. Great, see? <laughs> great questions. Um, so I'm a big believer that you never stop learning, and also um, I think something that just really stuck out to me was when, you know, I read that quote that you are the five people that you hang around the most. That's who you become. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to seek out um, just better input for myself. Mm-hmm. So always reading books or listening to podcasts. I love audiobooks a lot. So um, on the leadership front, I love, love, love John Maxwell. Okay. He's really shaped me and my beliefs on leadership. Um, he has some great books. Then he also has um, a podcast called The Blind Spots of Leadership. That okay. was the first series in the podcast. And now they've moved on to other things. But that one's so good. Even just the very first episode of that podcast mm-hmm. is worth everybody listening to. Interesting. And in fact, okay. I have everyone in our, um, in our salon listen to it. Um, well, I try to bribe them with free product if they listen to it. <laughs> but uh, salon life and on-location life are different, and that is for a different episode. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> Keep listening. That'll be the but, break room one. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, so I love John Maxwell. Um, and then um, I just heard a new book, uh, a new new to me book mentioned sure. called Co- Culture Code, which I'm mm. really excited to dive into um, okay culture code do you know the author of that one i'm trying to remember it's all right i have it written on my phone yeah. it's on, it's on my list um, i'll make sure to share everything we talk about so that if anyone is interested in any of the books and so forth they're able to grab them because i mean that would be kind of a dick move if we're like <laughs> here's the, all the building blocks Go here's how to it. help you but we're not going to tell you where to get it <laughs> oh speaking of which side note if yeah. you do check out that john maxwell podcast um, there's actually a link where you can download kind of a PDF to follow along and fill in the blanks. And mm-hmm. that was really, really helpful. I don't want to like misspeak here because um, my girlfriend who's th- like running this book club, she'll be like, Cameron, that's not what we're doing. And I'm in the book club. So I'm feeling really bad right now because I'm trying to remember. But I think it's John Maxwell's book that The Power of Five. Is that sound familiar with John Maxwell? Yes. Yeah. Uh, shout out Lindsay Hoffer. We have our book club starting. <laughs> She's running it. But I'm excited to dive into this because um, – She's another woman that I look up to for business advice and mentorship. And John Maxwell is one that she brings up often. I, I'm starting his book literally right now. I'm waiting for it to be here in the mail. So, Oh, that's I'll, awesome. Yeah. I, have you read The Power of Five yet? I don't think I've read that okay. one. Um, there's one like the 21. Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember because it's been so, so long. Yeah. Um, I see. And he's leadership. new to me. I can't believe I'm just now hearing of him because I feel like I read self-help or career books at least every other month a new one so oh he's iconic I mean, uh, yeah he's, he's and he's older mm-hmm. and he is so for those of you listening i know that for audiobooks sometimes you have to really dig the person's voice and speech type but i actually love he kind of has a little bit of a southern draw i love it yeah and he he's a past um pastor okay so, so he's he, got that announcing voice yes yes, yes yes so i love it i love it um, very cool yeah you kind of feel like you're sitting in the pews almost <laughs> like is he does he have that voice that sound of, yes uh-huh i love yeah. it it's yeah. and it's almost soothing i yeah. don't know yeah um so uh then also i love the what is it i'm i'm totally blanking 
Ah, oh, the four hour work week. That oh, one's okay. really, mm-hmm. really good. So yeah. because as I've been scaling yeah. and it's scary sometimes, right? Handing yes. over pieces of your business for other people to take on and going, okay, how am I going to grow bigger when yep. I don't yep. have any time right now? Yep. And so it's all about learning how to delegate or eliminate or automate. Efficiency. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Efficiency. I don't know if it's very realistic to get to four hours uh, a week. I don't think so. But I love the goal. <laughs> I love the idea. I, You know, I laugh at that. But, um, you know, that's a really good point is with Freebird, our goal is to empower pros. And we're meeting everyone wherever they are, someone like yourself, where you're getting ready to really expand this empire and help more people. And we're able to support you on your uh, on that journey as well. But also helping people who are at different phases of their careers, whether it be just starting or maybe they're behind the chair and they love it so much, but they just need, you know, maybe 30 more clients. You don't know what everyone's situation is, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I do I do know one thing that I made the mistake of and what I've heard from fellow stylists is and beauty professionals is, you know, forgetting and to prepare for scaling and you know you're working so hard to grow and you're getting this massive following whatnot and by the way I have mixed feelings on massive following so that's I'm not saying that is necessarily a good thing I'm just saying however your interaction with your clientele base is it's wonderful but as you grow if you haven't put a foundation in place to set yourself up as you grow you will crumble and so it's really important that you take time to set these business foundational steps for yourself and be ready on the inside as well as the outside because if you're not ready with your inner confidence that building and that's why I bring up these books too because this is a process to get to wherever you're going on your journey. So um, make sure that you're giving yourself grace through this process and preparing to scale and making sure that as you're setting yourself up, you've asked yourself those big questions. And if you haven't, call Freebird because that is what we do. We help you make sure that wherever you are going on your beauty career, we are here to help you make sure that it is a strong foundation and help you with your online presence. So It's so true. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the resources that I share and that I've used – are for someone in the business mindset like me who's growing this big empire. But it's not for everyone. And so that's why for some people they can just join a team, right? Because, you know, they can play to their strengths of being an awesome artist, but they don't necessarily have to go out and build the brand, build the business. But for those who are wanting to build the brand and business, then there are awesome resources too. I mean, I – I decided to take the graphic design program at our local university so that I could make my own brand. And I went and got certified in a marketing automation software so they can learn that. So there's, there's so many resources out there, but just know like you don't have to do it if you don't want to. That's right. That's the cool thing about this industry because we are seeing more teens emerge and you don't have to be these independent micro businesses. Yep. um, But you can, if you want, that's right. Something for everyone. Yep. And I think that's a really great point too is, and I'm so glad that you just mentioned that in, the depth and range of what you've done to educate yourself because that goes overlooked, especially in our day and age where everything seems to be very quick and social media is king and a picture can get you clients and things like that. Now, not negating any of that. That's 100% true in some cases, but not the majority. And the thing is, it takes work, it takes effort, and it takes you knowing what you're passionate about. And so it's so exciting to see that you've taken your passion of your dad telling you you couldn't wear makeup <laughs> <laughs> into a makeup empire, which is absolutely incredible. And so for everyone listening and having the opportunity to be able to get a hold of you or even just look into what you're doing, what's the best way for people to follow you and engage with you? 
You can follow me on Instagram. Instagram's huge for us. So if you want to learn more about Lottie Dot Beauty as a brand, our on location team Instagram is at Lottie Dot underscore beauty. And then you can follow me individually, which is at Lottie Dot underscore Laura G. Very nice. Very nice. So one thing to kind of let you guys know how the Lottie Da and Freebird relationship looks like, because I know that Freebird is a new company. We are getting going. Um, and what we are doing with this podcast is getting letting you have an inside experience of what it's like with the Freebird team and the people that we work with. And Laura is, you know, definitely one of my faves. I can't lie. <laughs> we are kindred spirits in so many ways. We are. We're twins. We are twins. We literally, uh, we have all of our free birds take a personality test. We have the same one. We have <laughs> the same strength finders. Laura and I are kindred spirits, so I'm biased here. But um, one thing that we are working with Lottie Dawn is as you are expanding your individual beauty business empire, it is so important that the narrative and your foundation online represents who you are and where you're taking your business. And that's something Laura has done such a beautiful job up until this point and continues to do so. But where we're coming in to support her on this journey is empowering her with a website, the ability to communicate with her team, organizing her team with the online presence and um, the web connection between them. So we literally go through and do a full brand evaluation for her and as well as build out the websites for her and her team, those who are um, wanting to do that. So that's kind of how we help on the back end, but also we do coaching with her and uh, different members of our Freebird team. And we work with each and every individual with industry insight from myself, from our beauty connections um, and network worldwide, as well as our web developer, Van Tucker, who is amazing, and my brilliant spouse, Derek Bannister, who does digital marketing. And together we help you with all of those questions that are looming as you are growing your business, as you're trying to figure it out, and you're just trying to make some money. <laughs> and so if you guys have any questions or would like to know more, please feel free to reach out to myself at cam at freebirdco.com or oh I'm sorry I'm giving you all the wrong things here you guys that's like all of my socials and one right there it's at freebirdco cam.freebird and freebird.io so there you go if you can understand what I just said <laughs> I, if, if you can if you can understand that I'll lay it out for you guys but so we work together with each pro and their unique journey and Laura's is quite unique we're so excited that she has entrusted us with with her on this journey and we're so excited to help you reach every part of the world to make it fabulous <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. We're going to wrap it up. If you guys have any questions for her, please feel free to reach out. If you have any questions for us, again, we're here to answer you. It might be a little gibberish, but I'll do my best. 